Welcome to ChanCap. These are short episodes where I provide my own insights based on the main topic discussed in my most recent podcast of the week, arming you with more actionable content to help build the career you desire. Now let's begin. In my most recent episode, I spoke with Karen Loftus, and she explained the complete employee life cycle and where employee disengagement occurs. There was a shocking study conducted by Gallup that stated that 70% of employed Americans are disengaged. That's essentially three-fourths of the entire American workforce. From a financial perspective, this is killing companies as there is a lot of time wasted because when an employee is disengaged, they are not being their absolute productive best. But on the other side, these employees are also wasting their time because they're not living to their full potential. Yes, doing the bare minimum and getting paid full salary might be exciting at the beginning, but if you have to go into work day in and day out five days a week, your mental health will get worse over time. Research has shown that if you wait too long to move and you consistently hold on to that job stress, this can exacerbate physical and mental health problems long term, such as burnout, depression, increasing the risk of hypertension, diabetes, and heart disease. In addition, if you hold off on submitting your resignation and announcing that you quit for too long, you may do serious damage to your career because you will sour your relationship with your current employer, affecting chances of references down the road, or you may even get fired or put on probation when they notice that you have not been productive for a long period of time. In addition, with how complex the interview process is at a lot of companies, it is taking longer to get a job than ever before. Research has shown that it takes an average of six months to land a new opportunity. So if you are currently feeling disengaged in your current work environment, the best step is to start planning and doing your outreach now before it gets so bad that your colleagues, your manager, start noticing your change in behavior, leading to friction, politics, and poor performance reviews down the road. So what are some signs of being disengaged and that it is time to look for a new job? I've worked with hundreds of clients in the career coaching space, helping them make their next career move and find their next job. And through that, I always ask them, why are you looking to move? And these are the five most common reasons why they are looking for a new job. The first and most obvious reason is a bad boss or a toxic work culture. If it's Sunday evening and you're dreading going to work because you have to face your boss or toxic coworkers, then that's definitely a sign that you need to change environments. I've always said that your manager is more important than the company you will be working for because a good manager will be able to protect you, but also help you get opportunities you need in order to grow in your career. For example, if you got an opportunity at Google, yes, Google has a lot of opportunities for their employees, but if your manager is always blocking you and not giving you the exposure you need to get to that next level, doesn't matter how good Google is for your development if your manager does not give you access to access those opportunities. The second one is change in leadership or restructuring. So what that means is, let's say a few high executives get laid off and then they bring new leadership in. What tends to happen is that the culture will start shifting and your responsibilities may also change based on what the leadership wants to do to set the company for future success. So if the new leadership or the new restructuring is not aligned with your goals, then over time you will become disengaged and wanting to move elsewhere. I worked with a client before and she was telling me that there was some reshuffling in the leadership ranks. That means they're changing their strategic direction and she did not agree with where the company was going to go. 
so she became more aggressive with her job search. Third is being overworked. If your work life is overtaking your personal life, affecting your family, that is going to create a lot of stress and a lot of friction throughout your everyday living. I worked with a client previously where she had to manage vendors from India, meaning that the time zones were so far apart that she would be having meetings with people from India late at night. So this disrupts her sleep patterns, disrupts her family, and that all snowballs into a bigger problem, resulting in stress and decrease in mental health. She actually ended up taking a job with my help at a bigger brand with lesser pay, but she got more of the work-life balance that she wanted. The fourth is lack of growth and boredom. That's why I always say you need to have a good balance. If you're too far right where you're constantly working, that is going to lead to burnout. But if you're on the other side where you're not doing a lot of mentally stimulating things, you're going to be bored, lack motivation, and that also affects your mental health. You need a good balance where you can properly manage your workload, but it's also stimulating work that makes you feel fulfilled. So as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, doing the bare minimum and going on social media for a few hours a day and getting paid for it might seem exciting at first, but eventually the boredom will set in. And I think naturally humans want progression. So if you're not progressing where you are, you start feeling uneasy because if you're not learning new things, you'll eventually become a dinosaur and you become unhirable. Imagine doing the same job for 10 years in a row, not learning a single new thing and then trying to look for another opportunity. If you haven't learned anything new in those 10 years, it's going to be very hard for you to move industries and move roles because you haven't adapted and build out your skill set. And the fifth and final sign that I'm going to mention on this episode when it comes to realizing that it's time to find a new job is twofold. First is that you are doing the bare minimum and you're not being proactive in finding solutions to implement to improve the overall performance of the company. And you are procrastinating a lot even on those bare minimum tasks. For example, if you were starting this job and you were all excited, you would want to dive right into these projects and get them done or start reaching out to different people to collaborate to make it the best project possible. However, over time, if you realize that you no longer want to do that extra and you're just doing enough to not anger your boss, there's going to come a point where you won't even do the bare minimum unless your manager really pushes you. And at that point, that's just going to snowball into bad performance reviews, eventually putting you on probation and getting you fired. So as I said at the beginning of the episode, it's better to know that you're done at the company and start looking elsewhere so at least you can maintain a good relationship because nobody works at the same company forever. So if you leave this company you're working at for another company and you keep in touch with your current manager and some of your colleagues, they may refer you to another opportunity down the road if they decide to move. That is way better than milking your current company to the point where you're frustrating your colleagues, you're frustrating your manager, that they will not give you a good reference and they might not reach out to you for additional opportunities down the road. So you're doing yourself a favor by realizing that it's time to leave, saving your brand, your reputation, so you can revisit and re-engage later if you choose to do so. And that wraps up this week's edition of ChanCap. If you enjoy the content I put out, make sure you subscribe to your podcast listening platform of choice if you haven't already, leave a five-star review, and even share with a friend if you believe that this episode is going to help them and further their career as well. And in next week's episode, I have invited a professional resume writer and coach that will teach you how to properly utilize job ads for your target role to increase your response rate on your online applications. This is Chan with a Plan, the podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan, and I thank you for listening.